superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I live, breathe, and eat football. Me love football. <laughs> Me think football great. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. So any player that comes out and says, I've got other interests. They, I, I, I like hearing that too. Earlier on the show, co-host of the Men in Blazers, Roger Bennett. Coming up, Fox Sports college football analyst, Joel Klatt. Plus, host of Fox's Game of Talents, Wayne Brady. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty then. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Eight days, eight days until the NFL draft Eight starts in the great state of Ohio, the football-loving state of Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. Eight days. Joel Cloud of Fox Sports, who's going to be part of NFL Network's draft coverage uh, for the first two days of the draft, including the Friday night coverage. I'll be on the set with him. He will join us on this program in 19 minutes' time. What does he think about the quarterback class? What does he think is going to go down? He was very vocal in uh, Tennessee a couple years ago. Uh, when he said the drafting of the Daniel Jones uh, by the uh, by uh, the Giants set the Giants back. What did he say for years? Didn't he say that that was going to set the Giants franchise mm-hmm. back for years? He did. He Let's did. revisit, right? <laughs> Let's revisit as he enters year three, right? Lots to talk about with Joel Klatt when he joins us, and the very funny and talented Wayne Brady in hour number three. You throughout eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. Big announcement, everybody. Big announcement. I've been teasing this about my run, Run Rich Run, for a few weeks now. Um, And we announced right around the combine when it got canceled that there was going to be some form of a run. Um, And and we we did it. We did it. There was so much that went into it. I do want to just for anybody who might be new to this program and new to this whole concept for whatever reason, Run Rich Run began out of a moment like many times in television, whenever you work in television, as we all do, born out of sheer complete boredom, (laughs) waiting around for something to happen, waiting around for a shoot, sitting in the old RCA Dome in 2005 at the first combine NFL Network ever covered. Uh, A young man who had just gotten done with his playing career was thinking about hanging him up, or just thought about hanging him up, or just hung him up. I don't remember exactly what, but his name was Terrell Davis, and he was working on our broadcast. The Bronco great sitting next to me. We're both suited and booted. You could hear the hum of the air conditioning and the lights in the old RCA Dome in Indianapolis. And I looked down at the field, and I see a 40-yard dash line, and I just didn't know that basically so much in my life would change based on what I was about to say to Terrell Davis, I turned to TD, I'm like, how fast do you think I can run the 40-yard dash? And he said, when? Now? I'm like, yes, right now. He goes, dress like that? I'm like, yes, dress like this. And he laughed at me and said, you can't. Something along that, those lines. I cursed at him and said, watch me. Went down on the field, had no idea that it was being 
recorded in a truck. I thought everyone was on break. Had no idea that it was being shot with a camera. Go on Total Access later on that night, the Emmy-nominated NFL Total Access, and um, they surprised me with the video. (laughs) There I am in my suit and lace-up dress shoes running a 6.77 40-yard dash. (laughs) Thought it would be over. Next day, Mike Holmgren shows up on the set saying, did I see you run in your suit? Yes, I... Boom. They press it on the truck. They, they, They literally had it ready to show any other human being that showed up. Joe Gibbs at the time, the Washington head coach. Next year, combine rolls around. I see Mike Holmgren. I remember where it was. I was walking right in the RCA Dome, right around the 40-yard dash line. There's Holmgren right standing there talking to a bunch of coaches. He goes, hey, Rich, you going to run again? I'm like, I don't think so. He goes, you got to. You got to beat your time. Don't you, have a, don't you want to compete? You got to. He goes, just make sure that the medic is around because you might hurt yourself. <laughs> I ran it again and then ran it again. And ran it again. 622 at 06. And then ran it again. In one year, I blew my hamstring out running it for a third time. Literally blew my hamstring out, fell down on the ground. And Mayock, I go to Mayock and I'm like, Mike, I, I don't think I can show my run this year. Why? Because I fell down. I mean, my hamstring, it's just, he goes, that's exactly why you should run, show it. We show it. Mayock, of course, after telling me I should be humble about it, joked about how I was shot by a sniper in the dome. (laughs) Put me right down on the ground. Then the advent of the simulcam starts, where my run is actually simulcammed over actual runs, and you see people running 40-yard dashes off the screen, and I'm barely out of my blocks, or B.J. Raji at the time is running straight through me. Funny stuff. But it all changed about six years ago when... Sarah Swanson of the NFL Network now, I believe she's still working with NFL Europe, says to me, do you want to do something charitable with this? I'm like, absolutely. We sat down, we chose St. Jude Children's Research Hospital as the beneficiary. How are we going to raise money? Well, let's tell people to run their 40 in their own work clothes, safe for work, upload the video and do that. So people started doing that. And I'm so humbled by people sending that by hashtagging Run Rich Running. You could still do it. We'll show the best not only on this show, but on NFL Network. And we see people in fire fighter outfits and lab coats and kids doing it. I get emotional just talking about it because it's all in the name of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, where St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is all donations based, all of it. And by all of it, I mean the research that they conduct to make sure kids don't get sick and kids who do get sick get better right away. And the way to help sick kids get better right away is to invite the families to come onto the campus with the child. So as the child goes through healthcare, they can be there for them. And the parents never see a bill. The families never see a bill for the healthcare, for the travel, for the lodging, for all of it. Food. Because of donations that come into St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Last year, in 2019, or for last year's 2020 combine. Last year, late 2019, before the pandemic, I get a call saying there is a philanthropist, a very wealthy individual who has chosen your charity. He wants to get involved. Okay. I call him up. His name's Mark Laurie. He was at the time running e-commerce for Walmart. Fellow Staten Islander, he says to me, I was just looking for charities that I wanted to get involved with, going online, I saw you run on YouTube. I want to run at the combine with you. Well, I told him, you know, 
let's see what we can do and raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. He says, not only do I want to do that, I kind of want to run against an NFL player. I'm like, current, whatever. He goes, no, just, you know, um, maybe a Hall of Famer if he's willing to do it. I'm like, who? He says, Jerry Rice. I'm like, okay. We're going to shoot for the moon, Mark. Heard of him. We reach out to Jerry Rice, who says yes. And last year, Mark ran against Jerry Rice. George Kittle came out and timed everything. And it helped with Mark donating and then having a lot of, of his friends either bet against him or on Jerry with all of the proceeds going to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and all the buzz that came out of it. Last year, we were able to raise, along with so many incredible donations from NFL teams like the Ravens and coaches like Belichick, we were able to raise over a million dollars last year. Wow. We go off the field, and Mark Lurie says to me, let's do it bigger next year. I'm like, let's do it, sure. But, you know, what are you talking about? He goes, I'll get more people to, to run and donate. You get more players. All right. Pandemic hits. Now what? No combine. Now what? Louise Carter, the director of media scheduling for the NFL Network, reaches out to me. Do you still want to run? Absolutely. Let's do it. Sure. We start, you know, promoting it on NFL Network. The only issue is like, where am I going to run it? When am I going to run it? And how can this all work out with Mark Lurie's idea? Tracy Perlman of the NFL Legends. Beautiful. NFL Legends community. And Tracy Perlman is one of the greatest executives I've, I've gotten to meet from the NFL. She's dynamite. She's like, how can I help? I'm going to get emotional. How can I help? Everybody coming together. Huh. So, put up the list of NFL Legends who just ran with me this weekend, Don. Jerry Rice, Ray Lewis, Chris Carter... Rod Woodson ran his first 40-yard dash since 1987. Wow. The man who helped start it all by doubting me, and I cursed him out. Terrell Davis. Michael Vick ran a 40-yard dash this weekend. Torrey Holt and Eric Metcalf. Those are the eight. Amazing. Where did we do it? SoFi Stadium at Hollywood Park, the home of the Los Angeles Rams, the home of the Los Angeles Chargers, the home of Super Bowl 56. And we did it during a Rams season ticket holder event this weekend. I want to thank Kevin Demoff and the Rams for loaning us that space. There's Michael Vick standing next to me as the Run Rich Run was put on the Oculus underneath. What a stadium. What a spot. The Chargers and the Rams home is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we had a day. Ray Lewis helped teach me the squirrel dance to get me ready for my run. There's a photograph of that right there. Ray looks a little surprised that I looked pretty damn good doing it. Down 12 pounds. We had so much fun out there. There were fans in the stands seeing their seats for the first time. It was all, you know, done with the pandemic in mind, socially distant. And um, all of the legends and donors who ran, were at the 40-yard finish line for me. Ray Lewis timed me along with Donnie Edwards, part of the Legends community and Chargers Legends community, was there as well, rooting me on to run the 40. And here's the best part. Mark Laurie, while 
as we heard, along with Alex Rodriguez, buying the Timberwolves, which needs a pending sale, Mark did his part. He reached out to his community. And he got eight entrepreneurs and business folk to run, to come to Los Angeles and to run. And we paired them up each with an NFL legend, and we ran a competition where whoever, they both ran a 40, the average time, the lowest time would win. Oh, wow. Don, could you put up the list? There it is. Brett Adcock and Adam Goldstein, co-founders of Archer. Brett ran, Adam rooted on. Vinit Barrara, who's known uh, Mark for a long time. Andy Dunn, Nate Faust, Jenny Fleiss. She was dynamite. She was teamed up with Tori Holt. Glenn Gonzalez of Jettit. Jason Robbins of DraftKings. Nice. And Mark Laurie put them all together. The Unreal. best part is those folks on the screen. Those folks on the screen. <sighs> Along with Michael Rubin of Fanatics. Those folks on the screen alone helped raise over $1.1 million this Woo! weekend alone. Wow. Wow. And here's how everyone else can join. Because let's all continue to do our part. Let's all continue to do our part. NFL.com slash run, rich run. All the 40-yard dashes that were run. All of the 40s that were run by the NFL legends. And I'm not including myself in that. My 40-yard dash. All of it, thanks to the big-hearted colleagues of mine at NFL Network and the NFL Media Group, Charlie Ook, the King of Spring, honchoing all of this, along with Dallas Hitchcock and his remarkable group shooting the piece on Saturday. We're going to run it during the third day of the NFL Draft, and we're going to use the NFL Draft as a de facto, if you will, telethon. We'll be talking about it throughout. I'll be giving the link throughout. You should continue to run, get out there and run it. And I'm pleased to say I'm, I'm, I'm at the forefront of an NFL venture that connects the Play 60 for Kids group and the NFL Legends group together. Young and old, get on out there and donate. NFL.com slash run, rich run. Congrats, man. That's awesome. That Incredible. happened this weekend. And Mark Lurie is going to join us on Monday. And all these other legends will be joining us throughout the next couple of days and then after. Chris Carter, man. He can bring it. Chris <laughs> said to me, one of the best things he said um, was the 40-yard dash is like a test. And you could see who studies. Oh, interesting. You could, I'm telling you, it is not easy. Who was in the best shape of the All league? of them. Name it. So they, they, were, they were ready. Well, I don't know how ready they were because, again, this kind of like the way I just described it to you, it was, there was a lot of moving parts, man. Yeah. And, but everyone did pull together to make it all happen. But thankfully, all of them said last year when we left, you know, let's do it again next year and let's make it bigger. We did. It's growing. Yeah. I can't believe it what was born out of me just bored out of my skull. Yeah, hey, TD, how fast do you think I can run? You can't run. Well, go F yourself. I'm going to go run. I mean, the best That's stuff basically happens what happened. that way, man. Yeah, right? It's the logo of our show. The best I, I, stuff I mean, I can't believe way. it. Look at the names on the list right there. 
Torrey Holt was, he looked, he looked like he could give us some snaps for the Rams on that field. And that stadium, I cannot tell you how amazing that stadium is. Jerry Rice again. Thank you to everybody I just mentioned. And if I somehow left anybody out, oh yeah, and here we here I am warming up uh, with the with the football. And you want to see who I was throwing it to? Well, Putting it right where he asked for it. Hey, <laughs> Jerry Rice. Hey, talk about pressure. That's the most pressure-packed moment for me. Not about running the forty of my time. Jerry Rice saying, "I want it here, Rich," <laughs> and me putting it there. It is not a post picture, Don Bowie. That is a real photograph. I am not prepared to show video yet. You can see there are video cameras out there. I have video of the moment. And in the video, you do see the still photographer who's taking the photograph. You just had to put it in Jerry's vicinity, though, right? He's He's got a wingspan. I understand that. But when Jerry Rice says, I want it here, you can't wobble it there. I got it there with zip. That's when I thought, I'm going to have a great day. I am going to beat this time. And there I am, crossing the finish line right there. That's a dope that picture, a great picture. With Rod and Ray, Jerry and awesome. Eric Metcalf, and there's Ray. Oof. He's timing me. That's that. Donnie Edwards' right hand right yeah. there. It's and not Ray, the way, but his hands are it. By the way, Rich, will Rich, say, midsection looks yeah, good. Yeah, you look good in that photo. Midsection looks that good. That was my goal. Dang, you look I have two more days left on this cleanse, and <laughs> I am going to eat so much pizza. Oh, yeah. Pizza and pasta? Pizza and pasta. Pizza and pasta. From Monaco to El Segundo. <laughs> that is what I'm going to do. Every pizzeria. All right. Who, what pizza are we eating, though? I don't know. Vito's. No, if you want to get me some from Chicago and then Ooh, or and, uh, not leave me out of it. Monaco to El Segundo. <laughs> Every pizzeria. Let's take a break so we're on time for Joel Clad, everybody. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Behold the trophy against which all others must be judged. You have to. You know, well, hold on. He's just going now. for it. He just went for it. Now, Dan. Wow. What? Dan, that's a violation. So why are you not carrying forward the whole Western thing? I don't know how I collect on that reward back there. If you do collect that reward money, I hope it's the alive part. Why are you dressed like Alex P. Keaton? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to get you on a horse before we I know you are. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Rich. Oh, Rich is on the horse. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. Yeehaw. Is this going to be real? AJ Green using the new glove technology. <laughs> Oven mitts. All right, he's got that. Brockman trying to uh, dot the eye and look at yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> AJ Green going along with number one fingers. <laughs> oh yes! Everybody's trying to get a Seahawk this week to have a one-on-one interview and I've got the exclusive. Are you here because you just don't want to get fined? Here is the connection. Yes, Bob. Between me and JB Smooth. It involves the cult classic yeah. Pooty Tang. <laughs> it goes without saying, without me, Pooty Tang is nothing. I'm back there. He was trash talking me, man. I mean, I wasn't trash talking you. I was up to you, man. I was talking you up. I'm going to sign your pity on a runny kind. And if you want to try to stop me, I got to say the name of it. Ham Newton is here. Who do you think is going to win? Respectfully, I could care less. Honestly. Yeehaw. See, Snoop had it, partner. I'm doing real good today. I got my cowboy hat on. I'm feeling good. It's kind of similar. I give you, like, a who's going to win the best TV show award. What's well, the Rich Eisen show is the best one, Cam. Of course. Three buffalo gals going around the outside. Who <laughs> 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 we working? Oh, yes! 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 Oh, yes, let's go! Oh, man, 2015. That was so cool, to, again, that, that Rod ran, too. I've done more total, act, you know, when Rod ran, too, as well. That's awesome that Rod ran. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Run, Rich, run. Uh, NFL.com, run, Rich, run for that, please. Do all of that, and I appreciate the uh, folks behind us uh, moving five feet to the right <laughs> or left. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. No belly. No belly shot this year. <laughs> so in case Mike Hoskins is at home right now wondering, why did Rich call and say, can you please change the shot from last year's combine to this year's combine? Ooh. I mean, last year's combine to this year's run. Would you mind doing that? Oh, I, need, I need the that The difference is about 10 the, pounds. For the Twitter banner, then. I need the... Uh... For that shot of, yeah. of me getting across the finish yeah, line, and there's we, Jerry. Yeah, we have the logo There's Rod. I need this one. Can you just uh, forward that to me real quick? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Joel Klatt calling us in a matter of moments here on the show. And again, the uh, of the eight that um, that ran from the Legends community, the NFL Legends community, it, it, it's kind of a fitting octet, if you will. The first NFL Network commercial, you remember the Being Rich Doesn't Suck commercial with Dear Mr. Fantasy oh, graphic yeah. song? Michael Vick was in it, and so was Tory Holt. Michael Vick was 
I was in the film room with Michael Vick and Dan Reeves of the Atlanta Falcons at the time, and then we used uh, the same space in Atlanta, uh, at the Flowery Branch in Atlanta spot, the Falcons' beautiful spot in Atlanta. Torrey Holt flew in, and that's I was feeding him balls from a jugs gun from that commercial. And then TD was the one I again the, for whom you know who was there with the beginning of the of the forty being born. Ray Lewis and Rod Woodson together were part of our NFL Network 2005 Super Bowl in the 2006 calendar year. Remember, Mike, we went to the Pro Bowl after that. Yes. That was when Ray Lewis and Rod Woodson, we closed an episode of NFL Total Access Access of Rod uh, teaching me, you know, holding the tackling bag as Ray Lewis taught me how to hit a tackling dummy. And Rod let the bag go. Yeah. Sort of like Lucy pulling the football away, and I went straight through it and landed on my shoulder and sprained my AC joint for the rest of the Pro Bowl shoot. Remember that? It was right there. Too. That's how far back I go with all these guys. <laughs> Today's the anniversary of Michael Vick being drafted number one overall. There you go. Wait till you see his 40. Yeah, he's in shape. He got out there. Michael Vick shows up, and the night before we all got together, um, just to go over you know, the, the run of show, if you will, Everybody thought he was saying he can run a 4-5. That he had just run, he ran a 42 years prior, he ran a 4-5. Wait to see what he runs. Again, that's going to be part of NFL Network's draft coverage, day three coverage, the Run Rich Run reveal, the day two coverage, Friday night. Uh, this gent will be with us uh, once again. He was with us the last time we did a televised draft on NFL Network in Tennessee. It was dynamite to have him on the set then. Can't wait to have him with everybody on uh, on the Friday night of draft coverage from Ohio, from Fox Sports, Joel Klatt. How are you, Joel? Good, man. How are you? Better for talking to you. This is exciting. Oh. We're back in the saddle. We're back at it. Pleasure's all on this side of the table. No, please, Joel. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed your your you know your professionalism your your points just your your sense of humor the camaraderie and all of that and then you know for you to come on the show as well the day of and say that daniel jones's choice by the giants was going to set the franchise back years you you don't mince words you don't mince words at all joel <laughs> well remember that you know i'm i'm, I'm not accurate all the time well but i will tell you what i think no i know that <laughs> but but we're 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 kind of two years in and you know, there are some people wondering that if Trey Lance falls to 11 or, or somebody falls to 11, the Giants should do something like that. But the owner squelched that saying Daniel Jones can be a playoff quarterback. I guess let's let's start there. Just to throw your curve right off the bat. You thought we'd talk Trevor Lawrence right off the bat. But what do you what do you, what do you make of the evaluation from just a couple of years ago, that draft class, Kyler Murray, him and so many more. And now that we're two seasons in, do you think we can make an evaluation on any of these guys just yet? What do you think? Um, I mean, it's, it can be so difficult, right? And, and this is where I think the, the part of the conversation that frustrates me that we don't have it uh, around the draft time. And, and one, it's not sexy. And two, it's, it's really difficult to have. But the context of fit, you know, and where these, these players are going, what the cap issues are with those organizations, what the coaching staff issues are, what the front office issues are, what the ownership issues are, all of those things matter. And I think too many times we – we look at the quarterback position and we think that they're either going to succeed or fail in a vacuum. And that's, that's clearly not the case. Um, you know, and when I look back, I still like, I still am in awe of what Kyler Murray does on the field. And there were a lot of conversations, Rich, and I remember having them. I don't remember if we had it on, on the desk that night, but 
just about his size. And it's like, well, can it, can it work? Right. Well, I think what we're starting to see is, is some of those old school questions of, you know, too small to succeed and this or that, regardless of position, have started to be thrown out. And, and I believe that's because the modern style of the game, both at the college level and in the NFL, is more of hybrid players. Now, outside of a few quarterbacks, we're not seeing careers last quite as long. So, you know, I think that you can have different styles and succeed regardless of position. So looking back, I thought that the Giants used more of an old school mentality to go get the guy that they felt like was going to own the game from the pocket and be the the Tom Brady-esque, Peyton Manning-esque type of quarterback. And and to be honest, I I think that the jury is is very much still in deliberation about whether – Daniel Jones is working with the New York Giants. And then and then in terms of, you know, quarterback size and this year's class, there's really nobody to comp with Kyler Murray. It's 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 different. I guess in a way that the the size question involves De- Devontae Smith, your Heisman yeah. trophy winner, right? And and um and where he fits in in an offense. So again, just uh, we'll obviously get to the quarterbacks. What what do you think of the wide receiver class? We're assuming Jamar Chase is going to go and be paired up with his old college quarterback at five. Um, and that if he doesn't, then that affects what the Dolphins might do at six. There's the Kyle Pitts pass catcher of it all. But what do you think about the Heisman Trophy winner versus Waddle and all of that, Joel? Well, I, I, I love Devontae Smith. I, I have him in my top ten of overall players in the entire draft. And, I, and you know, I've, I've said this a couple of different spots, but I, I really do believe deep down that his success is going to be reliant on the the ability of his play caller and and offensive coordinator play designer the ability of that that guy to be creative and and the reason is is because rich when you go back and you watch alabama play one of the things that they did such a great job of even after jalen waddle was injured and Devonte smith was was you know one of not not the only but like he was kind of the biggest threat on the field and, and so you would think that defenses were going to focus in on that, but it was impossible for them to do that because of the, the multitude of different ways that Steve Sarkeesian used him. And not just used him, it's not just how you get the ball to him, but it's also where he's aligned on the field. And when you're 166 pounds soaking wet, hmm. wet you've got to be off the line of scrimmage uh, for the majority of the time. You've got to be in motion both all the way across the ball and in what I would call return motion to the ball and back to that same spot. You've got to get the ball in, in, in several different ways, whether it's bubble screens, jet screens. You've got to get the ball handed to you on a jet sweep. You can be coming across the field on a shallow cross. He can work the slot. He can go on a corner route. So he's got to do all those things. Sometimes the hubris of the NFL play caller and even executive drives me nuts because they'll draft a player, and it's like, well, we took this wide receiver because he was our best wide receiver on the board, and then they put him in an offense where he's a static outside player. See, I don't think Devontae Smith is going to be a great static outside wide receiver in the NFL because of his size. So why would you attempt that? If you were going to draft him, having a plan for these players is paramount. Um, if you look at some of these edge rushers, they're going to have to have a plan in place. If you look at a guy like, oh, let's say Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa from Notre Dame, you know, he's a hybrid style defender. Is he a safety? Yeah, I don't know. Is he a linebacker? Yeah, I don't know. But he's a football player, Jesse. So you've got to have a plan surrounding him. Uh, I think that's very much the similar conversation to Simmons last year from Clemens, the great, you know, hybrid defender. So um, is Devontae Smith too small? No, no. So long as 
his offensive play caller understands the necessity of having him line up uh, in, in a number of different places from snap to snap. Joel Klatt, Fox Sports, and my colleague for night two of the NFL draft. He will be joining me, Charles Davis, and Daniel Jeremiah on NFL Network uh, one week from Friday for night two, rounds two and three, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So let's get into who you think the 49ers are targeting a three and who they essentially would have been happy with getting when they made that maneuver on Zach Wilson's pro day, the day that we all assumed the Jets uh, fell completely head over heels, were definitely taking him, were trading Sam Darnold away in love with Zach Wilson. Your thoughts on that subject, Joel Klatt? Well, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion what's happening in the top two picks, so I think that you're right. The 49ers' movement, I think, clearly was for a specific player and or and or, and and this is where I feel like maybe we haven't dug quite deep enough, Mm -hmm. and or to be in a position to be the one that dictates where the rest of them go, right? So it's it's not enough. So I've I've heard a couple of people say, well, Denver doesn't have to move because they like like all these guys. Yeah, but why let somebody else make that decision for you? Right. Doesn't Doesn't it seem like, a position that you should probably make that decision for yourself. Um, now, maybe some organizations are scared to do that. Maybe they're a little gun shy. Certainly, Denver might fall into that category after all the swings and misses that they've had uh, post the Peyton Manning era um, there in Denver. But having said that, I, I think that that San Francisco made that move because John Lynch wanted to control the table. He wanted to be in the first seat at the blackjack table and not allow somebody to bust in front of him just so that he could get a card that he didn't you know, realize that he wanted. Um, a lot of analogies to say I, I can see them going in any number of different directions. I always have a hard time in my role taking my own opinion out of it, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Rich. Sure. You know, because I'm hearing that they really like Mac Jones. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, but he's not the best prospect of the three. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, not that he's a bad prospect. I love Mac Jones. Of course. I, I love his anticipation. He throws with great touch. Um, he controls the game from the pocket. He ran an offense not all that dissimilar to what he would be uh, afforded the opportunity to run in San Francisco. But having said that, he doesn't have the size and talent that these other guys do, specifically Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Uh, I think that the knocks on Justin Fields and the, the na- narratives surrounding Justin Fields have been completely blown out of proportion and are completely false. He's my second-best quarterback overall in the draft, right behind Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. In fact, when he played Clemson this last year and was putting on a historically great performance in that semifinal after it looked like he was playing with a lacerated kidney or a bursted spleen, ruptured spleen, mm-hmm. remember after that hit, there was conversations about, hey, is he making a push to the number one spot? One of my biggest pet peeves with this entire, um, uh, you know, draft process is when there's all this movement after guys are actually on the field. Justin Fields is a phenomenal player. We haven't seen his size and speed and accuracy down the field maybe ever. Uh, Fields led the Power Five in back-to-back years in terms of his production through the year, 70% one year, 72% the other. He was attacking down the field. His, his yards per attempt were way up there. 
He can run it. He can do all of those things. He has one bad game against Indiana in a year in which they don't have a fall camp. He's pressing to get himself back into the Heisman Trophy race and get his team back on the footing where they can go to the playoff and everyone wants to throw him down the draft board. I, I don't quite understand it. So if I was making the selection for the 49ers, I would select Justin Fields. I think he's the best prospect at the spot. But I, I am hearing, as is everybody, that they love Mac Jones. And I think it's because Kyle Shanahan believes that he can come in and contribute and not only contribute but play right away. Well, in, in the many uh, the Ohio State games that you call for Fox with Gus, Joel Klatt, including the ones that break my heart, um, did you ever hear the concept of Justin Fields last in, first out, this is a problem? Never. This is Never, right? Never. And to give you some context, I don't just, like, call a lot of Ohio. I called 10 of his games in the last two years. Right. <laughs> You know, and and I never once heard it. I I was also there when he first stepped on campus. I I flew out to Columbus just to watch him practice in person because I knew I would be covering a lot of his games. And I stood with Ryan Day at the time and Mike Yurchich, who has since moved on, who was the quarterback coach, former offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. We I've talked about Justin Field ad nauseum with these guys, and never one time, whether it was Mick Moriarty, the strength coach, Ryan Day, Mike Yurchich, any of his coaches, never one time ever. Did anyone even hint at that being an issue? Hmm. So when I heard that, I was dumbfounded. I think it's a, it's a totally false narrative, and, and I think it, it's, it's a dangerous narrative to perpetuate. Hopefully that's, that's not the case anymore, as most of us who, who are in the know have come out and, and, and said the truth. But I also want to break the narrative of what Fields is as, as a player on the field. So many people are like, well, he's one of these Ohio State quarterbacks. Rich, I gave you the percentage of, of air production, right? 70, 72% of his production was through the air. He was attacking down the field. He's accurate down the field. He did that, by the way, without throwing um, uh, interceptions to a great degree. Remember, he, he played basically the whole season, 40 touchdowns, one interception, leading into the semifinal game against Clemson two years ago. It was so different than Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, barely 50% of his production came through the air. He was reliant on Paris Campbell and Terry McLaren and these guys to create after the catch. Okay, so he was 41st, I believe, in the Power Five in his production, passing production, coming through the air. Justin Fields was number one. Far different players. I think they were utilized in a different way, and I don't think that they're similar at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and just to put a button on this, you know, coaches would say to you, and you can't, because I'm sure people would be, yeah, of course the coaches aren't going to denigrate their guy, they wouldn't denigrate their guy to you. They would say something along the lines of, yeah, there's been a couple times where we have to work on, you know, him, you know, getting in the film room. There's a couple times where we need to work on him, you know, getting there, um, showing up and being one of the first. But, you know, it's not all the time, but we're working on that. Like, that's the way they would say something to you before a game, right? I that's mean, exactly over 10 right. times. That's exactly right. And In fact, and I have had it put to me this verbatim, not about fields, but about other players. Right. Is is he's learning how to become a better worker? Yes, right. That is the <laughs> universal it. code, right? right? And it's just like everyone nods, and we know what that means. Right. And again, I never sniffed that comment whatsoever. And and just to put a button on this, yep. not that you want to just talk about fields. No, no, it's all right. The only reason the entire conference played football was because of his leadership. If you're a last in, first out, you don't fight that hard to get on the field uh, like he did for the Big Ten last fall. 
So then let's talk Lance real quick, uh, Joel Clack, because, you know, in a way he's kind of like, well, he comes from Carson Wentz's school and look what happened to Wentz and all that. And they're two, com- you know, completely different humans. Uh, what, what I, I'm, I'm hearing he is really uh, a sponge. He is curious. He is eager to get better. He is terrific. He's got a huge ceiling. And the question is, where, where do you think he would be best, uh, a best fit, to use that phrase before I let you go, uh, atop this draft uh, in a couple of Thursdays, Joel? Yeah, I, that, the fit part is, is a great question. And if I knew that, I would be making a lot more money than I am <laughs> working for some organization. <laughs> right. But I, 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 do, I do think this guy's fabulous. Oh, Rich, I love his game. Like, like I said, or you said, he's a sponge. He's blowing people away in his meetings, whether they're Zoom right. or in person. He, he has done a fabulous job during this process. He's a film junkie. He loves the sport. He ran a pro scheme. He controlled his own protections. Uh, he makes all the throws. He's big. He's tough. He's athletic. He's a quality leader. He's everything that you want. There's no doubt. I think that the only concern that I'm running into out there is the fact that he's just a, a quarterback infant as it pertains to reps. Because it's a reps position, and he's he's thrown 318 passes in his college career. That's next to nothing. Did you know that the last 10 Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, if you average out their college career, they average around 33 starts, 1,200 passing attempts, right around 700 completions, 60-plus huh. touchdowns. It's an experienced quarterback that generally goes from college into the NFL and then has success leading a locker room to win a Super Bowl. In fact, one of the players that's really low on that list as far as is his his reps in college is actually Brady. And and you look at some of the other guys and they so his experience level might be a concern, but every other category he has just been checking off those boxes and, and everyone's fallen in love with him. I, I assume, to be honest with you, I assume that that we might have some fireworks at Atlanta's spot. Yes. The fact that I don't know if they want to have someone sitting behind Matt Ryan when they can't move him, you know, so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, I could see someone trying to dive up there. But then that takes Atlanta out of the Kyle Pitts running potentially. And and I would be, again, that's the Atlanta conundrum. Lance is the sponge and he is got such a huge upside and he does need the time to, I guess, uh, um, mature, marinate, however you want to put it for, for, for the concept. But the idea of putting pits with Calvin Ridley and, you know, um, and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst and two tight ends go to work as Matt's got that closing window of opportunity. That sounds so delicious to me, to be honest. Well, with and you. they're in such a bad cap situation that – don't you sense that it's like, well, why would you try to rebuild now when you can't do anything? <laughs> right? right? I mean, like, they're kind of stuck. So why not just take a huge swing with a veteran quarterback that's been an MVP, gotten you there before, probably, well, definitely should have won that Super Bowl. Hmm. You know, you give him a player like that, who knows what you could do offensively. Joel, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. I will see you in Ohio. I'll see you on potentially, I guess, imagine maybe on a Zoom before then or two. And then uh, sure. and, and I'll see you out there. I look forward to it, Joel. I, I, I love working with you, and I look forward to doing it again. Well, likewise, Rich. Can't wait, bud. Right we'll back at you. Joel Clatt, at Joel Clatt on Twitter. Follow him. I do, too. Take a break. We'll unpack a little bit of that. Make a phone call. Um, and I'll, I'm going to share a dream with you I had last night. Whoa. Hmm. You know that they can get a little wild, a little loose, a little crazy involving coaches. This one involves a college coach. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but it's next. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome to The Rock. That's the Golden Gate Bridge. I think you've seen that once or twice. Every now and then I see it. J.B. Smooth, you have shown up in the pants that Cam Newton wore. Not the exact pants, but these these are right. (laughs) I can work a runway if need be. Bow! 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 And the fact that you gave me your extra pair at Radio Audience, I'm hey man, wearing them right now. I'm coming that's up behind the desk. Give me my phone, man. Yeah. 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 I need Wait, to take a picture of this what right here. I've always wanted to drink out of one of these. I've never Please, done it. Please, there you go. Hey, Rich Eisen Show mug. How's the water? It's delicious. Uh, wow. Like, your form is fantastic. Yeah. And your running pose? Thank you, sir. Delicious. Chocolate chip okay. cookie dough bar. Oh, oh that's good. Don't two phones when you need this more than I. Nice! Have you thought about who is going to present you in Canton? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, God. Is it Mooch? He wished. He wished. <laughs> did he have a picture on his phone? Hugging he Adrian he Lima? Said, I think he's got them all. Seriously, that's 15 yards of unsportsmanlike conduct there, right she there. Was there. She like, wouldn't let up. And so I, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I just felt so good. Yeah, Mooch yeah. is a huggable guy. <laughs> you made a splash, sir. You made a splash. You just didn't throw somebody in the water and say say swim. You threw a shark in the ocean. (laughs) You understand me? This guy over here is a Hall of Famer, Adriana. He knows a lot of football. I'll teach Ah, you football. Okay, I would love to learn. I noticed you also said, hi, I'm Snoop Dogg from the Rich Eisen Show. Come on now. Rich, you schooled me well, man. (laughs) (laughs) Any hole, choose any Swiss cheese hole. Yes! Fantastic. (laughs) All right, Rich, your turn. Hey. Wait a minute, how did chocolate get on the ball? <laughs> I don't think that's chocolate, Rich. Boudin Bread Factory, they made this great Rich Eisen Show logo. Rockman and I hold it, and we see if Drew can break it with a football. <laughs> no! no! Fun time there in San Francisco. Yeah. Good times. Adriana Lima and Snoop. We had Ronald, Ryan Reynolds stop by with Favre that day, too. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, that, right before the Deadpool release. The cheese is somewhere around here still, right? Don't we yeah. have a piece uh, of the cheese? The cheese is here somewhere. And, he, and Brett signed it, right? Brett signed yeah. it. I don't know where it is. But it's here. We don't know where anything is anymore. <laughs> it's here somewhere. Fantastic. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Don. Roll it. Uh, Michael Phelps, there's a three-part docuseries. It's going down right now on our friends at Peacock right here on the streamer. The original series, Michael Phelps, Metals, Memories, and more streaming right now. Find out the races, rivalries, and personal struggles that led to his 28 Olympic medals. Don't miss an episode. Sign up at PeacockTV.com to start streaming the entire, the entire series for free right now. Or obviously, since you're watching us on Peacock, go seek it out. 
within the app. Again, our phone number is 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the show, Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke just held a press conference in Jacksonville, Florida. Did you see the contents of some of that, Chris? I know you're monitoring a bunch of things. Uh, I I did. Trent Baalke said, now this is great. I did. Look, (laughs) I, I, I remember being a single man. Okay. I remember being a single man. You do? I do. I do remember a single man. I mean, Susie and I started dating in, uh, my gosh, uh, the, the very late 90s, early aughts. That's when we started. And so I remember back then. And I, you know, I, 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 I also, you know, remember, you know, back in the day uh, whenever there was um, somebody that just by mere sight might be considered What's the phrase? Out of my league. <laughs> but I'd still try. Never know. Gotta shoot your shot, man. Right? Yeah. YOLO, as the kids say. You only live once. In that vein, I imagine. Somebody, according to Trent Balky, he's received a couple of calls from the number one overall pick. <laughs> Who did that? Do you think the Niners did it? If the Niners went up to three and they had a package for three. Hey, Trent, it's John. Who would call up (laughs) the Jacksonville Jaguars? That's a higher register phone call, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that phone call even goes. What what are you thinking? I'm just wondering how you've been. You maybe, maybe don't want it? How does that conversation even go? Look, I understand Urban Meyer came out of the television studio where he wins every broadcast. Okay? There's no losses on the Fox side. There's just none. Unless you tell me, Mike, am I missing something about no, that? No, no, this no, is no, big no, Fox. No, I mean, there might be some losses on Baby Fox big, or big, no. Zygote Fox or Embryo Fox or, ba- you, know, Cellular. you know, you know, Adolescent Fox. <laughs> Preteen Fox. Pre-teen. It could be that. I don't know. Right? But... I understand he came out. I understand you're paying him, from what I understand, eight figures a year to do this. And I know he came and did all this because Trevor Lawrence is coming. Well, maybe, uh, what do you think? What would it, what would it take? I, do you think Trent Baalke even just for you-know-whats and giggles received an actual offer? Like received it? Wrote it down, said, let me take this to Urban and Shad Khan, the owner, and say, hey, Urban, I know we talked about all of this. And I know I just took the job. You know, you, you were first and, and I was offered this job. But my job is to give you all options here. And I know you came out. But how about, you know, we move down to 12, 11, <laughs> 10, 9, 8. Let's move down there. Let's move down to maybe it's Atlanta. You move down to four because somebody wants to, and we need picks. We need picks. Don't you see? You see what yeah, we got we here? Picks. We need picks. Yeah, we got picks. And you always said in college that, you know, here I get multiple first round choices. Right. I get to recruit the best of the best over and over again for multiple positions. I get to take three quarterbacks if I want. I get to take three linebackers. I get to take three. You can go down the list. You get to take three, four of each. It's like uh, Noah's Ark, uh, you know, to times two. <laughs> help me help you, Urban. 
And uh, so you you can get multiple first-rounders. We already have one for Jalen Ramsey because Tom ran him off. You know? So what do you think? Do you th- how does that even go? Well done. Whoever just said, I'll just give it a try. Multiple, though. Multiple. Not just one, two, three. How much for the first overall pick for the only kid who comes out of Pop Warner top rated into high school top rated into college top rated into Rose top rated? At least your next five. Right? That's five first rounders. Yeah. For Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, easy. Making less need even blush. Say, what do you think? Less is like, whoa. Less is, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I don't have a pick for at least the next three years. You don't have a pick for five or six? You know what that chance is? Zero point zero of happening. Well done, Mike. How about all that? No chance. Well done, whoever that was. Good try. Nice try. Also, did you see what Urban Meyer said? What did he say? (laughs) He was asked if they're going to announce the pick a few days early. Like, hey, it's Trevor. We signed him to a deal. (laughs) That used to happen back in the day. Uh, Urban said, ultimately, the owner is going to pull the ticket on that one. We're going to have a great meeting tomorrow, and I imagine we'll get closer to a decision. Closer to a decision. <laughs> the owner's going to pull the ticket on that one, like we're ordering cut meat at a deli. <laughs> Take the number. Oh, it's one. Great. Hey, imagine that. Am I up? <laughs> oh, let me see. Hmm. And then you're, the, you're like the Jets and the, and, the, and the 49ers right behind going, come on, you know you on, want bro. the prime rib. Just order it. Yeah. I know eggs. you don't cut prime rib at a deli. I understand. I'm trying to like what? What would it be? Honey, uh, honey, honey baked, ha- honey baked uh, turkey or something like that. Well done. Real quick here. Um, I, I I don't know if this is a window into my soul. As you know, I'm on a cleanse. I'm getting all these crazy <laughs> ass dreams. It's towards the end of this 21 day cleanse. Cleanse dreams. It's, it's, cleanse I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cleanse Why dreams. else would I be in Notre Dame interviewing Brian Kelly, <laughs> calling him Bobby Petrino throughout the entire conversation? Wait, hold on a second. So you had a dream that you're at Notre Dame <laughs> interviewing Brian Kelly for this show. Brian Kelly, head coach of Notre Dame, and in person, Rich Eisen show an in uh, conversation. Person, so whichever we're happens. at Notre, are you um, on the field like no, the Rock? No, I'm in his in office. Of, oh. I'm in his office. In the office, interviewing head coach Brian Kelly. And it, but- dawns, and it dawns on me at the end of the conversation, I have forgotten his name, and I'm calling him Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Neck brace? No. Scratches on the face? Not at all. Okay. He goes through the interview like the, uh, you know, the, the polite professional that he is. And then at the end, he says... He says to me, well, that was better than Dan Patrick. Like, sarcastically. So did did he make? I don't know why. Did he that say happened. I'm actually Brian, not Bobby? And then I, I I went and I googled. Oh God, it's Brian Kelly. As my real self was screaming at my dream self, his name is Brian Kelly. That happened. You see Rudy? And I don't know why Dan's in the dream. I don't know why Rudy was Rudy there. Rudy was, Rudy Rudy there? was definitely not, not there. there. Otherwise, I would have been in a cold sweat when I woke up, and I wasn't. Was Auntie M and Toto there? That's the place like home. That's man. my dream, everybody. <laughs> That's what he goes, well, that was better than Dan Patrick. Like that. Are you going to tell Brian Kelly this next time he's on? I just told him through the show here. I know, but wow. That actually happened. Can't wait to tell Wayne Brady about it. (laughs) You think that'll be on? (laughs) Yes. There you go, though. Cleanse dream sounds like a... It was one of those where you wake up and you're like, did I have that dream? Like, why the hell would I call Brian Kelly Bobby Petrino? That's weird. 
And he went through the whole interview, and then I got like a cold sweat, like I forgot his name. And that was the end of that. Wow. I mean. All right. <laughs> Juice Glass Street. That's it. Anything? Anybody? Anybody want to play Dr. I mean, Melfi here and try and... Juice cleanse. Dream. Juice cleanse. I mean, well, I would say you have a slight Notre Dame obsession. Okay. Plus the juice is green. Um, green juice, Notre juice Dame. Juice is green. Am I yep. concerned about not being as good as Dan, do you think? Deep Ooh. down? Which is weird because you also were nominated for an Emmy. The right. DP, you know, Best Daily Show. You, Best Studio Host. I don't know. I don't know, but they've never won, and you've never won, so I don't know. But get Dan that. has won. I yeah, was there at the time that yeah. Dan, Dan won has in the old uh, Mar- Marriott Marquis okay. or in, in, in the, the original. City. But where's Bobby Petrino? I have no idea. Yeah, where is it? Brian Petrino? Kelly, why am I in person in the campus of Notre Dame? It might be a draft dream. Could be that. Draft dream, okay. But yep. it's not an anxiety over the draft. I'm good. I'm fine. No, you I don't can do know that in your sleep. Like, if you were, like, in front of touchdown, Jesus, I might get it, you know. In the I don't understand. Now, if Rudy coming, was there, that would be a whole different there, thing. Yeah, yeah but they Rudy's were. not going to get drafted. No, but you have a Rudy obsession, kind yeah, of. I mean, uh, you wish bad things upon yeah, him, which I is do. not good karma <laughs> for do. you. It's bad. Like, I wish he would be coached by Bobby Petrino. <laughs> he was riding on back of the motorcycle. Not the end of Could you say, did he have a neck brace on? That's when you say Bobby Petrino, the first image that comes into my mind, right. and I imagine everyone else's, right. is neck brace, face abrasions. And then how about what happened in Atlanta with him? Like, note in the out, locker. Like, out, didn't even out, tell I'm anyone out. to their face. Two days later, like, Pig week Suey. 11, like, Channing bye. Pig yeah, Suey. See, yeah. So why would I equate him with Bo- Brian Kelly? Weird. Much better know. coach, Brian I Kelly. Know. I know I who know. Brian Kelly is. Brian, I know who you are. <laughs> It like comes to the show all the time. I know that. He's been on the draft set. That would be a mic drop if he says at the end of the conversation, well, that's a lot better than Dan Patrick in real life. If he says that at the end of our next conversation. It's really weird, too. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. But I'm here, and my left eye is twitching. Let me get some coffee. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with Wayne Brady. Chris Brockman's news updates and your phone call, hour number three, here on The Rich Eisen Show.